We continue our series entitled Following Jesus. This morning we're looking at Jesus and disciples in the storm. We are in Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41. On that day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd behind, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. Other boats were with him. A great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so the boat was already being swamped. But he was in the stern, asleep on a cushion. And they woke him up and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? He woke up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. Then the wind ceased, and there was dead calm. He said to them, Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great awe and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey? May the Lord bless his word to our hearts and minds this morning. Well, we're looking at peace be still this morning as we look at Jesus on the water, in the storm, in the wind and waves. I don't know if you've ever been in a storm on the sea at all or in a body of water. I've never been in a, in a fierce storm at all on water, though I have had friends that have been uh, in horrific storms. And of course, I've seen them on the, on the movies, and you probably have too. I guess one of the times that was probably, for me, one of the, the biggest moments in, in some sense was I, I got this used boat. A friend of mine, Captain Ron, said, hey, this is a great time for your family. Invest in the boat. Invest in your family. He said, you're always putting around the house, clean the house. So I did. And I bought this. I got a great deal on a 28-foot boat, and we were taking it out there for one of the first times. And we went to Lake Michigan. And we were going overnight, and Captain Ron, he's a retired police officer from Purdue, and uh, he had a, a neighbor kid he'd been sort of mentoring, sort of coaching in life by the name of Billy. And Billy was this 18-year-old, tall, strapping redhead, you know, fearless of nothing, thinking about going into, into the military. His dad was a SEAL, and so he was just had an edge on him. And so we're going to go up. So we went up, and the evening when we got there, it was just flat. It was Lake Michigan was like glass, you know. So we went out on the water, and it was just sunset cruise. It was just fabulous. And uh, then we, we slept overnight, and then we got up in the morning. And in the morning, the sky was still clear, but there had been a storm on the other side of the lake. And sometimes even the storm on the other side of the lake really uh, gets the waves churning. The wind was gusting, but when we looked out, it didn't look too bad. You know, sometimes life that way didn't look too bad. But when we took the boat out and we cleared uh, the breaker wall and the lighthouse there in Lake Michigan and went out there, man, the, the waves were between three and seven feet. Now, three is, you know, that's okay, but seven foot is, uh, is pretty nasty. So that means about 14 foot of uh, depth between the, the top and the bottom of the wave. And, and so we're out there, and I looked at Captain Ron, who's an experienced boater, and I said, should we go back? I said, no, let's keep going. He's crazy. So anyway... We're going, and I got to tell you, the boat that I thought was fairly large, you know, sizable, seemed like nothing. I mean, we're the, on the wave, on the backside of the wave coming down, and the bow of the boat is coming into the water, and then coming up, and I thought to myself, oh, thank God I didn't get a smaller boat. <laughs> so, and I was nervous. I never would have gone out with my daughter. She wasn't here, so just, <laughs> just so you know. So we get out a ways, you know, half mile further out into the lake, and it started to calm down a little bit, so between three and five foot swell. So it turns into a wave to kind of this swell, you know, it's a bigger wave, and we're just riding it, and, uh, and my friend Captain Ron said, shut her off, let's just sit here for a while, and so we did. And when you shut a boat off, we got no rudder, you know, the rudder's not working by, because it's the motor, it, it tends to turn sideways into a wave, which, you know, three to five foot, that was okay, but it was kind of going like this, you know what I mean? 
up and down sideways, which is always the worst way to take away, right? It just rocks you. And I said, what do you want to do now? And he said, well, listen, I brought all this food. And uh, let's just put it out here. On, on top, there's like a table there, right? So he starts getting out of these crackers and prosciutto and all kinds of cheeses. Ron, Captain Ron loves to eat to this day. Loves to eat. So we got all this out there. And, uh, and we're kind of chasing it, you know, as we're, we're in the, <laughs> we couldn't drink anything, but up and down on this, in the seas. And we're fine. We start eating. And, uh, and then Billy is in the corner, right? And so we turn to Billy, who is turned towards the sea. And said, Billy, don't you want anything to eat? And Billy turned around, and this big, strapping, eight-year-old kid, his face was as red as his hair. I mean, I swear to God. And he was as seasick as could be, and he just, he couldn't say a word. He just shook his head like this. And, and Ron, who's, un, you know, unflappable, said, well, if you're going to do something, face towards the water, not towards the boat. <laughs> I'm feeling... And, and uh, then we started to feel sympathetic for this kid because, I mean, he looked bad. And, uh, and he couldn't look at the food. If you've ever been in that condition, you can't look at food. So we put the food away. And then Captain Ron says, listen, if you're really bad, just jump overboard because <laughs> we'll throw you a life preserver. Because it is better. Being seasick is better when you go overboard. But he was not unto that. So finally, we started the boat. And then we took it out of being uh, sideways. And then we went with the waves. And, and eventually, he calmed down. But I'll tell you what. He did not seem quite as edgy the rest of the trip <laughs> as he did when we went out. So I don't know. I mean, sometimes, if you're ever in a storm, I mean, it can be sort of paralyzing. Now, the disciples were seasoned fishermen, seasoned sailors, and they were in a serious storm, nothing like what I was on. I mean, uh, the waves on the Sea of Galilee, I was privileged to go over to Holy Land uh, this past summer, this past fall, rather, and the waves on the Sea of Galilee can get over 20 foot. In fact, there was a, there was a ship that went down when we were there just from a, a storm. And it's very, because it's um, a shallow sea, the waves can whip up really quick, and it's in the kind of basin of the mountains, and the winds just pick it up, and uh, 20-foot waves, and, and this was in the middle of the night. So there's nothing worse than a storm on a body of water like that, on a sea. It's a storm in the middle of the night, and so you look at this storm today, and I think for all of us, we all face some storms in life, don't we? It might be the storm of a loss of a loved one. It might be a storm in a relationship or financial difficulties or whatever it is. But there are moments in our life that seem very much like a storm. And so I think that's a helpful drop back as we walk back into this story. And it's in the evening. And Jesus tells the disciples to get in the boat. and He goes with them out into the sea. And we're told that this storm came out of nowhere. Sometimes you know they're coming. You don't mess around. But sometimes they just come out of nowhere. And in the middle of this storm uh, that was horrific, probably 20-foot waves and about a 30-foot boat. We know what those fishing boats were like back then, about 30-foot and about 8-foot wide. And the disciples are terrified. Again, seasoned fishermen, seasoned sailors, and it doesn't, it takes a lot <laughs> to get a fisherman upset. And they look back, and Jesus is asleep in the stern of the boat. Let me ask you. Have you ever had a moment in life where you were facing a horrific storm and you felt like God was asleep <laughs> to your prayers, that God didn't know what was going on? Anyone besides me ever felt a moment like that where it just seems like, you know, you're praying, but you know, maybe the prayers just feel like they're ricocheting off of the ceiling. And it's like, is God aware of this whole thing? And so I think in this moment, 
The first lesson to learn here is to choose faith over fear. To choose faith over fear. And I want you to notice what Jesus says when Jesus awakes and after he calms the sea in verse 40, he says this to the disciples, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? Why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? In other words, you've already seen some answers to your prayers. You've already experienced who I am to a large degree. Why are you still afraid even in this storm? Now, Jesus wasn't scolding them. I think Jesus was really coaching them in a life coaching moment. But later in life, maybe they'd think about a moment when they're in the, the teeth of a, of a storm and they're wondering what to do, or is God there? Is God uh, aware of what I'm going through? And, and they would remember those words. The Apostle Paul knew what it was like to be in a storm of life too. Uh, he had been through literal storms as he was in storms. We looked in the, in the book of Acts, but also he knew what it was like to, to be persecuted. And uh, Paul writes this letter to Second Timothy, to Timothy in 2 Timothy, and he's writing from prison. In fact, he's, he's waiting. He's in a Roman prison, and he's waiting to go before Caesar and to give his testimony for faith, for which he believes he will give his life for. And he writes to Timothy, who's this young pastor that he's been mentoring, with these words, for God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. God did not give us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of self-control. Now, you notice that Paul doesn't tell Timothy that nothing bad will ever happen. <laughs> Paul knows too well. He's seasoned. He's in prison. He's going to give his life for his testimony of faith. But he says, listen, you can choose faith over fear, and we can choose faith over fear, because God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of faith, a power, which is the word dunamis in Greek, we get dynamite from or dynamo, of love, this great agape love, and self-control that we can uh, monitor ourselves and put our heart where it needs to be. So choose faith over fear in the storms of life. And the second thing is to, is to trust Jesus, to trust Jesus. And disciples do know where to go for the answer, which is Jesus, who's asleep in the boat. Now imagine the boat is being tossed about by these waves, and we're told from Mark that the boat is being swamped. Now, if you're not a sailor, that's when water's coming inside the boat. You like to keep the water on the outside of the boat, but when it's, the waves are coming over uh, either the bow or the stern or the sides of the boat, that's really a bad sign, right? So they didn't have the kind of you know, pumping equipment that we have to dewater a boat, so the boat is gonna go down, and they feel it in their heart and in their, in their soul. But you have to learn to trust Jesus. And I think there's something else that, as we think about looking to Jesus in a storm, is that in this moment, you might ask yourself, why was Jesus sleeping, right? Well, Jesus had a long day, he had to rest, but maybe Jesus was modeling to disciples what it's like to be in a storm. In other words, Jesus had the kind of faith that could transcend all understanding. Jesus had the kind of peace that can transcend all understanding. And in the midst of the storm, Jesus could sleep knowing that the creator of all that is, is watching while we sleep. And he was teaching that lesson to the disciples. And man, isn't that a, a good lesson for all of us? Now and then, I don't know if you've been in a storm, it's hard to sleep, isn't it? It's hard to find rest, and not just during the night, but also in the day, to find that peace that transcends all understanding, even though the wind and waves are sort of tossing us about in the seas and storms of life. And in this moment, Jesus was teaching disciples how to handle it. Jesus isn't 
unaware of what disciples are going through. That's clear. But what Jesus was doing was a, was a teaching moment and also a, a modeling moment, if you will. And so Jesus has this moment and shows us what it's like to be in the storms, to trust God. And we need to trust the Lord as well. President Truman came into the White House uh, when President Roosevelt had suddenly died towards the end of World War II. And he was given the oath of office on the steps of the White House in the middle of the night when he got the news. And he was very, very anxious about that and taking the presidency at that stormy moment in history because it was towards the end of the war. Uh, the war was, was clearly going to end. And the big players of Europe and Asia were dividing up Europe in a way that would have lasting impact over the world as we know it today. He knew what was at stake. And he knew he wasn't quite the big player that the rest of those were or the kind of person, the kind of uh, personality, maybe a mental acumen that Roosevelt had. And so he couldn't sleep at night. He says he did everything to try to sleep, but he just would lie awake thinking about the weight of all this on his shoulders. And then someone came to him with the scripture verse, the Lord neither slumbers nor sleeps, and offered it as a word of comfort. And so he began to think about the fact that he could go to sleep knowing that God is awake, watching over things. And so he would read that every night before he went to bed and found great comfort and ability to have peace, peace enough to sleep. And... Uh, then to awake refreshed, ready to go to the negotiation table. I don't know what storm you face, but all of us need to be able to find trust in God that allows us to, to be able to sleep at night and to trust that God is in control of everything. And the final thing is to hear Jesus' words, peace be still. And Jesus gets up in that moment, and he commands the wind and the waves, peace be still, and the winds and the waves die completely down. And it demonstrates to disciples who Jesus really is. They've learned another step, another moment in Christ. But I think it was a lesson they would keep on down the road because I think Jesus also spoke to their heart and they would later hear the whisper of his voice in the storms of their heart and life. Peace be still. A powerful peace that transcends all understanding. And if you are in a storm of life, whether it's the loss of a loved one, illness, financial difficulties, relationship difficulties, and it seems like you're in the teeth of a storm, the winds and waves are howling, and it seems like it's in the darkest night, maybe you could hear the voice and whisper of Jesus, peace be still, in a powerful and profound way. I was going through a difficult period in my life some time ago, and Santa was, a, was a, just a youngster, and um, my mom had come up to visit me, and we were driving the car, and it was a horrific storm that was on the horizon. And my mom said a prayer, not about the storm, but about all that we were going through. And, uh, and just a few minutes' time, the, the storm kind of went away. And there was a beautiful double rainbow that was there. And my mom looked at the double rainbow, and she said, There, you see, that's the promise of God, a double rainbow that God is in control and everything is going to be okay. And she was so right. She's like, it's just like Noah, you know, in that moment. And it's interesting because when you see the rainbow, which is just one of the most beautiful things in the sky, it takes two things. It takes light and it takes dark to make a rainbow. It takes the stormy cloud with the rainwater still in the air, and it takes light on the other side. And many times our lives are that combination of light and dark, but in that moment, as God speaks a word of peace, there's a beautiful rainbow that just lights up our life, just like the rainbow lights up the sky.
Maybe if you trust the Lord. And it's okay. Jesus didn't scold the disciples. He commended them with a sort of coaching moment, right? Why are you afraid? Have faith. Have faith. And I think Jesus would whisper the same thing to us. And we could also hear him say, peace be still in a way that touches our hearts and lives in a, in a powerful and profound way. As many of you know, my brother has leukemia. We went to see him the last few days, and things are not going as we, as we like. But um, we had time to talk and to visit and to pray. And, and even though things aren't going quite like we'd like, and still trusting God for a miracle, we know that Christ is present with us with my brother, with our family, that in the storms of life that we are facing right now, that Jesus is there with the words, peace be still, whispering, choose faith over fear. And however that turns out in your life and my life, know that God will see us through from the storms of this life into the peace of eternity in a way that is profound and lasting and eternal. Back in May 1st of 2019, Two teenagers, 17 years old, did a senior skip day. So if you remember back to senior skip day, when you, everybody skipped and did something, and uh, they uh, were in school in St. Augusta, Florida, but they decided what they are going to do for senior skip day uh, was to go to Volano Beach, Florida, on the east coast of Florida there, and they're going to go swimming. And, and they got there, and uh, it, then they looked out there and... Um, it was kind of windy, but they thought they were both excellent swimmers. And so they began to swim with Tyler and uh, Bethany. And as they went out there, the wind caught them with a riptide and carried them out to sea more than a mile. And they were there for, for more than an hour, and they're getting exhausted and didn't know what to do. And finally, this 17-year-old this uh, young man just yelled up at God, hey, hey, God, if you're going to do something, do it already, okay? Not a very eloquent prayer. Maybe that's what we need to do sometimes because that was like the disciples, right, in that moment in the boat. Uh, it wasn't eloquent. It was, hey, Jesus, save us, please. Uh, don't you care what's going on? And Jesus did. And there was a captain of a vessel was out there, and he said later, it was kind of a mid-sized boat, he said, I had no business being out on the ocean at that moment. He said, the winds were too high for my boat, and there was no other boat in sight. And I was out there and getting ready to turn around. And he said that all of a sudden, over the wind and waves, he heard this voice. And he couldn't believe it. He couldn't see anything, but he trained his eye towards the distant voice. And it was this young man calling out to God. And so he saw them, an uh, image in the distance, and he headed the boat towards them and ended up rescuing these two 17-year-olds. And uh, they were so relieved, but it's so interesting because the name of the boat was Amen. <laughs> Amen. And they're all reflecting on that, how fortuitous it was. Of course, the bad decision to, you know, we can be swept out by a rip current. But this uh, captain able to save these two 17-year-olds and them praying this ineloquent prayer. Well, you know, sometimes it turns out the way that we like, like that, Right? that God answers our prayer, and uh, these two 17-year-olds are saved. But in this moment, Jesus calms the wind and the waves, and, and everything is still. Peace be still. But there's another time when Jesus comes to him on the water in the storm, and the storm is brutal. And, and, uh, and Jesus steps into the boat, and the boat just goes to where it's going. It's like the storm just kept going. 
And I think sometimes that's the way in our lives. I mean, sometimes Jesus calms a storm, and sometimes Jesus calms us. Sometimes Jesus just sees us to where we're going. Because that's a promise we can always trust, that Jesus is in the boat with us, whatever happens in our life, from this life even into the next life, that God is there with us. And in this moment, I think the disciples were learning a lesson that all of us need to, to learn, which is in life, we will all face some storms. Some are going to be very difficult. And you might even say in your heart, Lord, why did you tell us to get in the boat? Right? Why, why did we get in the boat at night? Didn't God know there was going to be a storm? And maybe it was a lesson we needed to learn to deepen our faith and to stretch our, our trust muscles for God and to see that Jesus knows how to sleep in a storm and Jesus knows how to still the wind and the waves and Jesus knows how to still our heart. And other times, God doesn't still the storm. God just wraps his arms around us and says, peace be still, whispers to our heart that he will be with us in this life and in the next life. I don't know where you are this morning. You may be in a storm, but you can trust God. You can choose faith over fear, and you can hear Jesus' words, peace be still. But if you're not in one now, then for sure you will face one in the future, or you will have a loved one facing a storm, and you can share this moment. You can share your faith and the ability to choose peace that transcends all understanding. Know that however big the wind and waves are, and however dark the night sky may be, and how fierce the storm may become, know that Jesus is with us, and Jesus still whispers to us, peace be still. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, as we think about this powerful story, where you were with the disciples in the, in the middle of the storm, and they learned a lesson. They learned who you were. They learned that you cared. They learned that you can calm the wind and the waves, and you can calm our hearts with a tremendous peace, and you will always be with us in the storms of life. So, Lord, help us also to trust you, to look to you in faith, to choose faith over fear, and to hear your whisper, peace be still. We pray this in Christ's name, and all God's people said, amen.